0: Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. This is TRB Live. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this special episode as we celebrate. By the way, spoilers. If you're watching or listening, I am. We are going to assume that you have watched Ahsoka Part Six, Far Far Away, written by Dave Filoni and directed by Jennifer Getzinger, uh, renowned TV director who uh, flies under the radar. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, But yeah, all spoilers. So we are here to celebrate the return of Ezra Bridger. Live action debut and boo the return of evil. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Boo. (laughs) boo. it's like I wasn't
1: booing it. It was actually very exciting.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Uh, With me, as always, James and Lacey. So what's going on? How did you guys feel when you when it finally happened? The first one being uh, Thrawn just popping up and you're like, all right, well, were you like, finally, or did you think they were going to drag it out longer?
2: I thought they were going to drag it out longer. I said in the chat before the episode, how somebody said, how are we feeling? And I was like, I think it's unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I I still think that that's probably a long shot. Uh, This funny, I say early in the season, um, mm-hmm. but I really thought they were just going to like drop it, you know, teaser episode seven he's here episode eight or something yeah i
1: I knew they were definitely gonna put him in this episode it was it was right there that it was gonna happen um especially because they had the whole like leaving in the pergol there's no way they Mm -hmm. were gonna drag it out that's how i felt i was like that would be bad television
0: Yeah, I'm glad it happened because now, you know, we can move on to other, you know, expectations and and that sort of thing. And uh, we're going to get into all of it. We're obviously going to break out the uh, Rosario scale and rate this episode from zero to 10, check in with what our patrons had to say. Um, But before we do that, first of all, I want to thank anyone who's joining us live. Uh, We appreciate that very much. Or if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, whether that's Apple or Spotify, thank you for that. Uh, spread the word to your friends. If you have friends or coworkers or classmates, you're starting school and you have people who you like to nerd out with about Star Wars, let them know about TRB. It's a good time. Bring them on in.
1: I wish uh, I was going back to school.
0: Oh, no. I no. love school. Absolutely not. No. But you know who is going back uh, to meeting is apparently the studios and the Writers Guild met today and they're meeting again tomorrow. So maybe it's about time.
1: There. Let's go, Bob.
0: So make the deals seal the deals and let's boogie
1: give people uh, what they deserve
0: yeah and uh so yeah we are standing by alongside the writers and actors who are on strike um and hopefully they finally come to a deal to bring everybody back to work so we can get some more star wars because ahsoka is winding down we only have two episodes left i can't believe that actually it's crazy to think
1: well, mm-hmm. like two episodes loud, mm-hmm.
0: everything that's still left to Mm-hmm. happen um but before we get into the show itself i just want to say super chats are available if you want your comments read on the show and talked about on the show uh we'll get to those in just a moment but we do have we announced the giveaway last week and it was a we really did. really cool item mm-hmm. uh, Lacey, why don't you remind us what the item is and then announce who our grand winner is
1: doing my vanna white it is a chatter back chopper it's super cool um we actually got to preview it at celebration um in london they had one out that they were using and playing with and it's really cool it talks to you and uh moves around it has like all these different motions it's just a really fun toy for collectors and or people family kids it's going to be a cool toy for anybody that gets it but um so we had the option to enter via youtube or twitter or both and um coolly enough, I don't know if coolly is a word. Cool enough is that this time the winner was someone from YouTube because last time it was someone from Twitter. So that's cool. Um, and the winner is Justin Jones at Pirate JJ 04. Congratulations. Whoa-ho! Justin! And I do want to read his comment because you know, his comments really great. He said I loved the positivity tonight. The last two episodes have been really fantastic on so many levels, and I appreciate all that you three bring to the conversation. Much like what we saw out of Ahsoka at the end of this episode, I think we saw the start. Uh, we will start to see a return to form for Sabine. I think she will start to use her experiences and skills to find a way to make problems for Balin Shin and Morgan that will make this journey a difficult challenge. But much, uh, much like she had to think her way through the world between world clues in season four of Rebels. Have a great weekend. I think. Surprisingly, Justin, I think you were partially right with this answer. I think Sabine did <laughs> cause some issues this episode. Um, she definitely didn't, you know, get scared or anything. She was fighting from the moment she showed up on screen. So congratulations, Justin, uh, for everybody. Congrats. Don't worry. We have more giveaways to come. Um, but yeah, he scored a Chatterback Chopper.
0: Very cool. That's awesome. And uh I entered and I was rejected. Like I said, I'm not allowed to enter the
1: contest. So. <laughs> you are not allowed to enter now.
0: Um, before we get rolling with the Rosario scale, I believe James is warming it up right now behind the scenes. Uh, we do have some super chats, right?
1: We do, and it's so awesome. So thank you so much to everybody that uh, adds some super chats. It means a lot to us. Yes. That you're supporting the show and you, you know, want to be a part of the show. That's cool. Two. Oh my god, two. <laughs> I'm like out of it tonight. Anyway, first off is Kumar. Welcome. This is his first super chat. Thank you so much. He said the opening pergles in rainbow hyperspace was cray cray. I like calling the turtles E rocks. Love you guys. <laughs> I love that. That's funny, right?
0: Thanks Kumar. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you so
1: much. Next is David Probus. What up, David, aka Pro one Kenobi. He said, Balin is my favorite character in this series. Yeah, This might be a future cosplay with a long beard. He is so good. David, I would love that cosplay on you. You should do it. I can't wait to see it. Yes. Next is Kyle Beckworth. What up? He said, I loved this episode. Only wish we could have gotten one of Hu Yang's stories and turtle power. Thanks, TRB. I agree. I wanted to hear those stories immediately. And I also loved, we'll get into it, but. The, uh, how Ahsoka's like, you know, everybody has their favorite, but clearly the first one's the best. I was like, that's clearly a fan joke right there. Oh, she's t- you know, what I mean, where she's like, Oh, well, clearly, the first one's the best one. And it like made me laugh. Because I was like, that's like, that's what fans do. Well, like, clearly, this one's the best, you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, stubby wands back. What up, stubby one. Thanks for the super Chat said I'm calling it now reanimated whale bones in space. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus, makes you stronger. 10 out of 10, (laughs) Rosario.
0: Thanks, Stubby. Thanks, (laughs) everybody.
1: Thank you guys so much. uh, And let's get into this.
0: Yeah. So we're going to rate this episode 0 to 10 uh, using Rosario Dawson's. And what better way to celebrate this show than using Rosario? Even though in this episode, she had pretty pretty much a cameo. So a little break (laughs) from Ahsoka herself.
1: John hates that too. When the main character is a cameo in their own show.
0: Yeah. Well, with except that Mando episode or the Mando episode of Boba Fett, which mm. is sort of that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but I still enjoyed the episode and we'll get into to why here. But I didn't have as high as a, of a score as one of you. And we're going to start things off with James here. James, 0 to 10. Where are you at on the Rosario scale for part six of Ahsoka? You're muted.
1: Are you, you going to give your.
2: Oh, I was <laughs> muted. I gave it. Um, it was a perfect episode. This was a ten.
0: There it is, folks, at ten. Yep. Now, w- now, I, why? Like why and last week, yeah, you rarely give out these. So this is big time for you.
2: I I watched it and I thought, you know, I said on my reaction that it might be another perfect episode. Um, and John was asking for scars earlier and I was like, I, n- I need to rewatch it because I don't want to say that. But I, I felt that way. Like, I felt that way maybe a little bit about last week's episode, but I wanted to rewatch it. And when rewatching it, I was like, yeah, there's parts of this that I feel like are not moving fast enough. Or there's parts of this that. Um, are important to the story, but on rewatch, I'm like, yeah, I know what you're going to say, so I kind of want to like skip it. Um, And there was nothing in this episode that wanted me that I wanted to skip the second time. And I couldn't think of any way that you could craft this episode
0: any better. So nice 10 big time. All right, 10. Lacey, how about
1: you? I gave this episode a nine, which is a solid score before anybody boos me. It was a solid (laughs) score. And I feel like last week's I gave it a 10. I thought it was perfect. And. Um, This one was very different, tonally, just like the story itself. It was different. And if I'm going off of what I think is a 10, uh, it just doesn't hit there. Um, But it's a solid nine, like every other episode that we've watched. This is easily my best rated Star Wars series that we've ever watched.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think collectively, that's probably the case, too, uh, for us and maybe even the base. Um, yeah, I also gave this a nine. Um, I thought it was great top tier. Um, you know, 10 for me is, uh, very rare for me to give out 9.5s as well. Um, but overall, I thought it was outstanding. There were just a couple of moments where I felt like I was taken out because I felt the volume more than in previous episodes. It looks like
1: California to me.
0: That was the other thing I was gonna say. I was gonna bring it up later. Like we go to this new galaxy, and here's this new planet, and it's like, all right, it's like it looks like Colorado or something. I don't know. It I wish like, it was like upside like the down and like neon yeah. colors or something bizarre, but that's fine. But then also, I think this episode was helped out by obviously the two big reveals, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because if you strip that away, it's really a setup episode for these final three. Like this is like the uh, exposition for the next two as how I see it. So I yeah. think seeing and both their Thrawn, reveals
1: were perfect.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to also add that to the value. So I understand that. Um, but it was definitely, it got a little cheat code in the ratings, I think because we we finally got Ezra and Thrawn and that made everybody happy. So John, have you d- ever had a 10? What was your 10? The finale for Obi-Wan I think was my only 10. Mm. That's um, so
1: interesting because I feel like we've given tens to all different episodes of different shows.
0: Yeah.
2: Because yeah, I, I know one of yours was the first episode of Mando.
1: First episode of Mando, Luke Skywalker of Mando. Yeah. And then last week's Ahsoka have been my tens, I believe. Someone's got to double check me, but I'm pretty yeah, sure those are my tens. Archives.
0: <laughs> but
2: yeah, for I, us, <laughs> I do want to go back and look at all that stuff.
0: For us, that is a 9.3. Just a sparkling score on the Rosario scale there. There she is. Oh, she looks her. so great. Outstanding. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, our patrons. Actually, tiered a little bit lower than we did. They clocked in at an 8.8. So mm-hmm. there we go. Still yeah, I don't very, know what they're thinking. Still a very, very strong score, though. An 8.8 is stellar. True. I think you would take True. that on any. James <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All, all, um, all my
2: Rebels fans, where are you at? And then all of a sudden everything happens and we're given eight. You know? um,
0: more to come, but let's check <laughs> in with a couple of comments from the base. Mm-hmm. And we start sure. off with our new Admiral Bill, who chimes in. Thank you, Bill. He said, Dave is taking Star Wars to new heights. Ten Rosarios for me. We have two episodes left and I think we're in for a ride. Best Star Wars content in the Disney era. George mm-hmm. would be proud. Thank you, Bill. And then we have Commander Sarah, who checked in with nine Rosarios, ten throns for those eyes alone. Yeesh. <laughs> this is what she wrote. Yeesh. So thank and you both for yeesh. that. And thank you, everybody, for the scores and contributing out of the base. We love seeing where we're at compared to where you are. But both mm-hmm, excellent mm-hmm. scores. And I see in the chat. Uh, even for people who aren't patrons, a lot of 10s, a lot of 9s. So it's all good right now. It's, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan, as as they say. Um, all right. Now it is time to get into the chatter of this episode. And we are going to start with our favorite shot or moment or, or line from the episode. Uh, so I'm going to kick it off this week. Uh, no surprise to anybody. It's Balin Skull. Uh <laughs>
1: he has it, a great little monologue in this episode. It was
0: the moment he finally shed more light on what his dreams and aspirations are, which felt a little Thanosy to me, but I I think I kind of I don't want to say I predicted this necessarily, but I think I sort of said like he's looking to clean like clean slate and start the galaxy over again. And that's sort of like what he's leaning towards is he do, he's almost like an existential nihilist at this point he does not believe in the good the, the the bad he thinks it's all cyclical and he thinks there's a better way to do things so he's been he's,
1: broken down yeah he's
0: fully has his own mission here that goes against uh elspeth that goes against thrawn that goes against the jedi he's a man on his own mission and i see a little bit of a little bit of doubt coming from his apprentice uh shin A little? I
1: thought she was pretty obvious the whole episode. She still
0: I didn't get that. She still backs him, but she keeps saying, like, every time they talk about this thing, she keeps saying, it's our time now, or what is that gonna do for us? And he says, No, for everything. Like, I'm starting everything over. And I don't think she's exactly understanding what he's really trying to do. So it's gonna be interesting where that goes forward. But that that's my moment for me. I thought. Ray Stevenson did a fantastic job uh, once again. And uh, I'm sad that there's only two episodes left of him, but I'm going to enjoy every moment of it. So uh, let's go with Lacey for your favorite, I assume, shot. Can I predict that?
1: Sure, go for it. Oh, do you don't you don't know? I'm just saying, yeah,
0: I'm guessing it's a shot.
1: It is a shot Um, and it's right at the top of the episode. And uh, we're back to another dolly shot, and it's the dolly shot where they pull out from Hu Yang starting a story, and he said, "In a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and they're pulling out with the camera as they're both sitting there with the hyperspace. It's such a beautiful shot. Um, and I just, it gave me chills. It was like a magical moment in Star Wars that you feel like you're like a part of something bigger than just this little story that's happening in front of you, and that you're like in on something. And it was just so beautiful. And then today, seeing people post clips from Celebration in 2022, where uh, Andy was asking Dave Filoni where Ezra was and he goes, he's far, far away. And that's the episode title. So it's just (laughs) I don't know if he meant to do that. But even if he didn't, it's still hilarious. Um, I would assume he did because he probably wrote it by then. But yeah, it was just I love that shot. It's such a good shot. The kind of pullback. It's the opposite of a push. <laughs>
0: I think they had just, or just started or were just about to start. They just started filming at that time. So it was definitely in the can. So All he probably put, wrote you know, it. But I yeah. just
1: think that's so cool to kind of... It's like a different type of Easter egg. You know what I mean? To know yeah. that he said this so long ago, you feel like you're in on it. And it's like something for fans. But well, the idea too that I said before, which was when they're talking about the stories, like, oh, there's three stories. I like the first. Clearly, the first one's the best one to me was very much Ahsoka acting like a Star Wars fan, where it's like, well, clearly the first one's the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when she was like, tell whichever one you want, it made me want to he- listen to an audio book of Hu Yang telling these stories. I wanted to know what they were. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I thought the first like when she's saying the history of the galaxy and she says the first story, that, that to me is going to be that mangled story, right, because because who uh, Yang's around during that time. So we, he, could have, he could have told her that story Maybe. and we're going to see it via the movie.
1: But it oh. is interesting that Ahsoka and Balin are talking about these stories and heard the same stories when they were in the temple. Yeah. So <laughs> now she's going to arrive with the same knowledge remembering these stories that he mm-hmm. has also been kind of nostalgic about. And I think there's something there that's on a deeper level that's touching to star Wars fans of like the nostalgia of hearing these stories again and knowing how they impact stories later and how they impact us as people, especially with Balin where he's like basically making choices later in his life on the nostalgia of what he heard when he was a kid. So
2: I mean, it all came to life. Yeah. Yeah. It's all real. Um, So yeah,
1: that was my shot. (laughs) This might
2: be a a little too um, analytical of the situation, but I thought it, not strange but I was uh, it's interesting if he, they're from the galaxy that they're from and he says this is the history I'm going to tell you a story from the history of the galaxy part 1 that story would start with a long time ago in a galaxy far far away so the history of their galaxy starts in a different galaxy far from where they are now right
1: is that right i Took it more as like a once upon a time, like that's how they start their stories.
2: Could be, but it's a historical story, right? Yeah, yeah. I still but
1: Balin look. said it was like a fairy tale, and that's, that's what Ahsoka too. said too. So I don't think it's a historical that's true retelling. It's more did you guys like
0: that? Speaking of Easter eggs,
1: the one Galaxy Far Far Away. D- does,
0: does it say hit like long time ago? for you? Yes, like I just War? said
1: that's my favorite shot and whole sequence.
0: Oh, well, no, I know that, but that specific line of him yes. saying literally the blue text yes. of Star Wars. Oh, yes. I, hated, I hated that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sit down <laughs> more than you're already sitting.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I liked it. I mean, I was okay with it. I saw what was happening, but I, I thought it was clever.
1: Did. I thought it was well done. And once again, Filoni, beautiful writer. Loved it.
2: All right, James, what do you got, buddy? <laughs> um, mine is oh, gosh, what's happening?
1: What? What? You, what?
2: John's sitting down. What? I don't know. It's what he's okay. Doing.
1: He's fine. Just go ahead. <laughs> Give your answer.
2: <laughs> um. Mine is uh. The the arrival of Th- Thrawn, the Chimera, and him walking down between the stormtroopers. Every everything about that moment. Every every portion of that. It's not so much a shot. It's more of a moment. But it's like that ship arriving and looking the way that it does, uh, the way it comes down and they're on top of this mountain, and yet it feels like they're being lifted up into the ship because of mm-hmm. the way it's coming in, the way he walks down, the way they reveal the soldiers, like his first lines. I'm just like, everything about this is perfect. I love all of this. They're so me?
1: dead. They're
2: so dead. You know, what's funny. I'm apparently the only person that didn't get that. But you're, you got everybody's probably right. I, I get it. immediately it probably is.
1: As soon as he walked out and they were all doing those creepy voices, and the guy with the gold mask was doing the creepy Merrick voice, I was like, These guys are dead. Night Sisters brought back them from life. They're covered in dirt. They have red with gold. And then the Night Sisters are wearing red and like everything around them. Their memorial stuff is all gold. I was like, Dead, dead, dead. They're all dead. That's disgusting. It's scary. It's creepy. And that's why I gave this a nine. Some people were joking in the chat. I was really scared in this episode. <laughs> I'm like really creeped really? out. Yes, I got severely creeped out. Yeah, I
2: I don't know about that. That makes it cooler for me. I, that that if it was a nine point five, finding out <laughs> they were all dead, and that's nightness sister magic that brought them back to for an I army of the so dead. I was so
1: anxious I'm like,
2: that lifts it up to the ten. That made it cooler after I had already decided that I liked the episode. I was like, it gets better.
1: They have dirt on them, and then they're like unloading the catacombs. So it's probably all their dead bodies because they have to probably be near. Maybe where they're dead or like maybe it's more RB members later. I don't know. I just I don't like dead things. So <laughs> it made me really uncomfortable.
0: So you don't like I'm Ben sorry Solo you felt that
2: way?
1: <laughs> I don't like Ben Solo dead. Yes, John, oh, that is correct.
0: Oh, got it. <laughs> got it. All right. Uh, yeah. Also, I like the music. The organ was. a Oh difference. my god! I
1: think that's what made it so anxious for me. Is the music? Yeah, it felt
0: like uh, it was a, felt like Phantom of the Opera or something. It was a very cool. Well, sound. I mean, it's Thrawn's theme
2: from mm-hmm. Rebels and stuff. Mm-hmm, you know, the, mm-hmm. way, yeah. the the way they're bringing that in, and and I think they did a good job too, because like they, I don't feel like they ever like were heavy on it, like giving like the melody or anything. They just like let it resonate,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and mixed it in with other sound effects and stuff. I thought it was ten.
0: Dead Stormtroopers, are, are they just as inaccurate as not dead Stormtroopers? That's what I
1: want to find <laughs> out. I don't know, but we're going to see probably... a ton of them at the next celebration. You know that's going to be a sick cosplay oh, yeah. because everybody oh. can have their own version with the mm-hmm. red and then the gold. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's going to oh, be Oh, yeah. I wonder
2: what the... Uh, man, that's crazy because I wonder what the 501st version of that would be approved.
0: <laughs> you know what true. I mean? Yeah.
2: Because they all have to be like, Accurate and it's like, well, they're kind of like all accurate in the fact that they're inaccurate.
0: Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. And then yeah, that one that one guy looks like he's from Gladiator. Enoch. That's what
1: everybody was saying. Yeah. Enoch. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I keep forgetting
0: that I have pictures. You guys need a reminder. Do you have a picture of
1: that? (laughs) He's so creepy. They're all so creepy, and his voice sounds like Merrick's voice. That's why immediately when he spoke, I was like, Oh, so they're all like the puff ghost dead people well,
0: that yeah what's interesting about that is like especially the enoch character or whatever um and i bet like the moment he first showed up there were people who were still like oh, wait that's ezra actually that's probably ezra right there i'm sure it probably happened but i think we <laughs> saw it
1: in our chats actually <laughs> on discord people were Good saying gosh.
0: that. oh really yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um when i see like those faces that are masks of real faces. That stuff is what freaks me out. Like seeing a stormtrooper mask, I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. But when you see like a face, that's a face, like a mask, that's weird. Yeah. Go that back to really the troopers,
1: weird. James. So we're oh. showing some pictures on screen guys of the troopers. Yeah. It's just very interesting as you look around, like they each have different red covering them. The it gold like kind of pieces them together. Yeah. It looks oh. very kind of Kylo Ren rises Skywalker where the red was piecing them together. It's gold. Yeah. Like and like they're covered in dirt
2: smashed in different ways so yeah right, it, it they were looks repurposed. like they got blown
1: up and then they got put back together
0: i did not expect that at it's all so cool <laughs> yeah it is it it's is so cool. creepy
1: though it is really creepy i don't like dead things yeah Palpatine uh, included
0: yeah all right so let's uh before we get into uh the main discussion uh let's check in with our super chats
1: So first we have John B. Thanks, John B. for the super chat. Love your uh, mural image on on YouTube. He said they're called night troopers.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Night
1: troopers. Well, no, thank you. Night trooper. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Those seem way more scary to me, obviously, than regular stormtroopers. You see stormtroopers like, oh, cool, stormtroopers. But these guys like between the music and Thrawn and just like everything in that moment, I was just so anxious. I was like, "Oh my god!" I wasn't. That, that's interesting. I, yeah,
2: I don't. I don't get that at all. Are you saying that you wouldn't? They they scare you like like a uh, like Jet Freddy or something would scare you, and or are you saying like just get them out of Star Wars? I don't like them at all.
1: No, they creep me out like a scary movie. They creep me out.
2: Okay, so yeah, so I, you're I'm getting a bad vibe.
1: Getting a bad vibe from them. Oh, sure. something okay. weird. Don't mm-hmm. like it. So they're sort oh. of like
2: successfully pulling their their job off as an army of things you should be.
1: And Kevin Kiner's doing a great job with the music. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: Army of the dead. Cool. Thanks, John B.
1: <laughs> Next is Ryan Warren. Thanks for the super chat, Ryan. He said the night Thanks, trooper man. legion was awesome. I meet I need more sick Enoch. Sick hasbro's go- Enoch, sorry. Uh mm-hmm. Hasbro is going to make so much money. That is true, guys. Hasbro's uh, Hasbro pulse cons this Friday on the 22nd. And they're making some Star Wars announcements at like 2- 1220 or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing this because the first thing they always announce are troopers. So all they have to do is put gold and red on their troopers.
0: That's <laughs> like, all they have to do.
1: That's all they got to do. A little dirt. a little dirt, a little
0: bit. Yeah, <laughs> right. you made a
1: good point. Can't wait to see what they announce.
0: Thanks, Ryan. Um, All right. Let's just get into it. Let's chat it up. Um, First off.
2: Oh, I I was going to say, I I knew the name Enoch because it's like a biblical name. And I was like, I wonder if there's a connection there. And I I remember looking it up. I can't seem to pull it off right off what I saw earlier. But it was something the name Enoch means like experienced, profound teacher, something along those lines. So it's like, oh, because it's kind of like he may not have been named that, but they Appointed that guy as the teacher and named him Enoch. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That's that's a cool name. Nonetheless. Enoch. Like my knock.
1: Yeah. yeah Michael in true. the comments makes a good point that the ship was covered in gold patches as well. Like it was repaired. Right. That's a great point.
0: Yeah. And he was- did
1: say that the 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 witches helped with dark magic and they needed help again.
0: Yeah. So that to yeah.
1: me was like oh.
2: And they said like as destiny force tells or
0: something.
1: I don't like them either.
0: I Only would thing- uh I hope Thrawn got the uh or whoever's gonna buy that thing gets the Carfax fax because that thing is banged up.
1: <laughs> he's trying <laughs> to trade um, it in for a good <laughs> five grand. They're like, sir, <laughs> there's a lot of damage here you didn't report. Have
0: you been in any accidents? <laughs> no. No, he's like I don't know. perhaps that would buff out. <laughs> yeah. It sat in my driveway forever. <laughs> Um. <laughs> all right, so let's just start things off talking about what we think, even though it's a small sample size of uh, Imanis Fondi as Ezra Bridger. And what did you think about his reveal?
1: I thought his reveal was perfect. It was, it was in character. And I think because the whole moment was so built up by fans, not even by Dave Filoni, by fans, that Dave Filoni gave them what the character would do, where it was like, Well, finally he showed up. Like, that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think you can't have two gigantic (laughs) reveals in one episode like that. I think it it takes away from each reveal. So they had the big Thrawn moment that everybody loved. And then they had this moment for Ezra, Ezra, which was genuine, intimate, personal Mm -hmm. uh, for Sabine. Now, Mm -hmm. we'll get into Sabine in a little bit. I got some thoughts on Sabine, but... (laughs) I thought Ezra was great. And I thought the turtle, hermit, crab, snail people were, the Nocti were perfectly Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I was really happy when they started speaking and it wasn't English.
1: Yeah, Uh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was one of our biggest collective critiques of the sequel trilogy. It's like, why is everybody speaking basic? You go to a
0: new galaxy and they're like, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. <laughs> Win
1: the war.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it could have been bad, too. Like with the voice and everything, it really would have thrown the whole scene. But I was worried when I saw him, too, because I was like, I was like kind of riding the 10, you know, and then they show up and I'm like, this might get silly here and I might not
0: like this Interesting. As much. No,
2: but it didn't.
0: It, it was I know, like, but I was the reverse. Once they showed up, I went a point higher.
1: I agreed. I I thought that they made the episode for me. That and the Howler made the episode for me. Only because it like it's so was, wonderful. To, to clarify,
2: just, I mean like right when the character shows up, like yeah, literally yeah, yeah. like that first few seconds yeah. or something, and I'm like, this might get silly, but like the second he's like interacting with um sabine and all that i was like okay i'm sold on this obviously this works and then you know everybody else shows up they all go back like it all works i just saying there was just a moment there for a quick thing where i'm like this could again like if they were to speak english or basic or whatever it could go the wrong direction
0: Uh uh-oh yeah yeah, right yeah Yeah.
1: right it would have taken it away if they did speak basic for me
0: but it worked so, James, what did you think of uh, Imanis Fondi's debut as a bearded, blue-eyed Ezra Bridger?
2: Um, I, I, it's great. I, I, you know, I maybe would have thought they could have done something grand, but how they handled it is is perfectly, uh, appropriate. Um, as we were saying, I think he looks like Ezra. You know what I mean? It sells it. Oh, there yeah. was there was a um, like a a fan pick that was around for years that looked like Ezra, and they added a beard, but it looked like an older Ezra. I'm sure we've probably mm-hmm. all seen it. Kind of like um, his dad
1: is what people. Yeah, are saying. and
2: it's like it's like that. Yeah, it looks like that Ezra to me. It really does. And everything about the outfit, and he has way bluer eyes than I thought he would in real life, but. Unlike Hera, where I thought the eyes seemed strange in this, I felt. Sort of like, uh, not drawn in, you know what I mean? It's I felt like gray or blue.
0: Yeah. Hera's eyes are almost like turquoise.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I agree with that. I, between Ahsoka, Hera and now Ezra, it's like they're, they're working overtime with the blue contacts. On this, yeah on, on show. I like then, it though
1: I th- it really works for me
0: I think uh, yeah I think he looked good I think he looked really good I my only thing is like if, if and I put myself in his shoes um, I'm like if I was like stuck in another galaxy for like 10 years and then I'm hanging out with these aliens and these turtles and stuff and my best friend shows up I would have I would lose my mind so I think it was a little strange that it was so subdued, but, but, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: John. <laughs> but what, John? Um, a little no. subdued, but you know what I mean? That's it. <laughs> that's what you need. I, I I disagree with him. I Like I said before, I thought that the episode did a really good job with introducing him. And I'll let John finish his point when he comes back. Uh, sure. Technical issues, but everybody's laughing in the the butt remix in the chat, <laughs> which I appreciate. Um, but I, I, but I guess I'll get into the the issue I had with the scene, which is Sabine. Guys, I got some comments over the weekend from people, not mean comments, just conversations in the DMs about how hard I was on Sabine <laughs> last week or so whatever. So she's gonna week double was. down. So I'm doubling down. I think yeah. that Sabine had moments this episode that I was like, okay, she's tough. She's she's doing her thing. But to me, she's still in that forward focus, I'm doing this for one person thing. And Ezra even goes like, it worked, right? Everything I did, it was worth the sacrifice, right? And she goes, well, like in her head, she's uh-huh. going, was it worth it? Because at the end of the day, she's now letting Thrawn go back. Get get away. Which is the whole reason Ezra's been here for 10 years. <laughs> Imagine you sacrifice your life for 10 years and your friend shows up and is like, hey, come on back. And you're like, cool. Everyone's saved, right? And you're like, well, not exactly. I actually made a deal with the devil to <laughs> come get you. Your response would be like, no, I sacrificed my life for 10 years. Why would you do this? Because Ezra knows that the greater good was more important than his own life ultimately so she's now basically undone that work and that's where I get annoyed because I'm like dude you're not only doing this which is selfish but then he asks her and she's just like we'll get to that later that's kind of important I lady. think you'll get
2: your answer in the next episode of how he actually reacts to I don't music. think if he's gonna, gonna react
1: to- well you have to I think, mean he might not this- yeah yeah, you're you're on the, in this space for 10 years and someone's going to undo that. Like, what was the, what was the point then? Why make that sacrifice?
2: I think what makes the show but good is you. the fact. John oh, OK.
1: No, go ahead, James. Go ahead. I'm
2: just Well, joking. I think what makes the show good is the fact that it is supposed to be a moral dilemma that's tough because you could see it both ways like saving everybody or saving this one person that me, you know, your, your family member, your daughter, or someone that is very close to you, a a specific individual. And she is writing that line right now of, of being like, Hey, I found you. I just want to take that in for right now. I'll tell you about all the details and how I got here later. Um, but I also thought that they, they know this is part of the discussion. Like I'm on one side, you're sort of on the other. And, um, I thought that Hu Yang, that this episode starts by clarifying that is Ahsoka says she she made the wrong decision. And Hu Yang says, yeah, but if she didn't, then there'd be no Ezra. So yes, he's reminding then- her that there's another side to that story and that it's important to remember that this loved one that we all care about dies if she doesn't make that decision. you know
1: Yes, but then you get back into the whole difficult situation of as a person, if you were forced to make the choice between someone you truly cared about and millions of people, is that one person worth it? And I mean, even it's th- the
2: trolley problem. It's right. like one and person. Thrawn 10 comment, or yeah. And Thrawn makes the comment.
1: And I jokingly said to these guys in the chat, I was like, oh no, I agree with Thrawn because <laughs> Thrawn makes the comment to her, like, you're putting the fate of the galaxy for one person. And she's like, well, you don't understand. I was like, no, you don't understand, Sabine. No, you don't understand. I was like very annoyed. Like, but that's a good character, right? That we get driven to a point that we're like, oh, what are you doing? Um, So I'm hoping that her and I come out of this fight by the end of the season. (laughs) But right now I'm not on good terms with Sabine. But John, I'll let you get back to your point there. You said it was subdued. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's going on. John, what happened? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's been here the whole time. The second he. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> People in the chat are making jokes that I'm about to throw down. Look, without swearing right now, Sabine would kick my butt like f- 10 times. I'd be dead in a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm not saying we're literally going to be in a fist fight. But I just I don't know. I'm I'm definitely the person that's like kind of more of a Hera Princess Leia person, which is like, what's better for everyone than like, hey, what's better for me? And right now Sabine's coming across like, what's better for me? And I feel like him as an Ezra saying to her, did it work? Is such a moment that you're like, no, (laughs) because you know she's going to have to tell him, yes, it did. But here I am to get you. And I made a deal with the one person you didn't want me to make a deal with.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it I mean, she also doesn't know that Thrawn's alive either. So like she when she made that deal, it was Balin and them going.
1: But it's know, just the, as much as no, a no, chance no, no. as know, Ezra being alive. I know. So yeah, she said, I, I believe Ezra's alive, knowing that there's a chance that Thrawn's also alive. Um, but yeah, people in chat are talking about Balin going back on his uh promises to Sabine too, and I think I think Balin is... Well, that was changed- He's
2: not going back on the promise.
1: Yeah, he's not. It's he's just... Being, he's being a weasel about it, but yeah. he's, he's basically... The way I see Balin, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, is that he's a survivor, and he's willing to pivot accordingly with what best suits him and what he think best suits what his plan is going to be. So I think him going yeah. back on it was, I see what Thrawn's got, and I'm not going to fight that.
2: Right. It's it's interesting, too, because he's. I think it's the same as when he was asked to kill Ahsoka. I think it's sort of like it would be a shame kind of thing. I think he's like he makes this deal with Sabine and he's fulfilling that deal. But then when Thrawn says, oh, he's not he is. He's
0: fulfilling the deal. Welcome back, John. <laughs> he's fulfilling the deal. <laughs> um, But I want to try, uh, try again. But if, I, if it freezes up again, I'm just going to sit out the rest of the episode. Oh, no. Is, no, I mean, this is, I, I feel terrible. I don't know what's going on. It's, you know, I, I, have, no, I, I have no idea. My camera's a piece of crap. So I don't <laughs> okay, know. It's all, it's all good. Um, Welcome back. Yeah. So I don't know where we're picking up here. And I feel you bad for our audio listeners, too. You were saying no that. On.
1: It's okay. You were saying that Ezra's a uh, whole reveal is kind of
0: well, I should clearly stop weird. saying that because that's what's kicking me out of the stream. Well, we're still
1: talking about Ezra and Balin and Sabine and like I went on I'll- a rant a little bit about how I feel Sabine is still being pretty <clears throat> selfish.
0: Well, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, she is. But that's I mean, that, that's a lot of what Star Wars is like. Luke Skywalker did things selfishly. Anakin did things selfishly and just but it depends on what you do with it and what the outcome is. But the one thing that made me feel a little nervous was Ezra like the last thing he said was I can't wait to go home and like Sabine was like uh I don't know if that's going to happen. That's you know? what I was
1: saying. She like kind of lied to him and it's just yeah. so heartbreaking because the first thing he says to her is did it work? Yeah. Did did what I do did it was it worth it basically. Right. And yeah. her response is well
0: yeah, I mean, it did work. We'll talk about like, it later. We got rid of Thrawn at the same time, so. But did but, I, though? But, but but yeah, that's the thing. So he's <laughs> he's 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 coming back. So I don't know. I overall, I liked the introduction to Ezra. I liked that it. it's not like I was saying. I was hoping it wouldn't be the Luke Skywalker. You know, he's lost his way and he forgot what his name sure. is, or you know, one of those things. He's Ezra, and I'm mm-hmm. glad he is because that's exactly who that character is. He's already gone through all of his trials during Rebels. And I think he is uh, a true Jedi the moment he did make that sacrifice and got rid of Thrawn. So if he were to show up in this and be conflicted or anything like that, it would have bothered me because it would have been a trope they have done before. And I'm glad that he is still the pure hopeful good decent Ezra Bridger
2: right yep we, we didn't talk about that but I was I was going to make sure to point out that when he was finally revealed to be this he was the Ezra that you would expect him to be there was no like where have you been it's been 10 years you know yeah. like yeah. you didn't come and get me like there was nothing it's he like was, one he day was... didn't
1: pass in his energy or, or like and... apocalypse yeah. now
0: he's like who are you where'd you come from who sent you mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah, I I I was really happy with the way he was
2: revealed and I'm excited to see more of him in, in um the next coming episodes. And I'm also just I'm really curious because there are all these people that don't know these characters, and I'm wondering where people are sitting right now with being like I just I you know, like I could I could see a world. I hope that's not the case where people be like, I just don't get it. Who's this guy? What did he do? I keep hearing that he's like some sort of hero or something, but like they're not explaining that. And, it, you know,
1: I think they're going to. I think what they have to explain is what happened when they got to wherever they got, because clearly. Thron's ship and or people are all seemingly in pieces. And then I mean, Ezra somehow got away. So the question is, what happened there? So I don't know if they're going to show that in the next episode. Are they going to kind of gloss over it? I, it's going to be interesting. I don't know what they're going to where they're going to go.
2: I'm I'm getting the vibe that he, the way they've the show has done the like sort of recapping the casual audience on what happened in Rebels, um, that the next episode would be a little bit of like when she tells him, he'd be like he would explain that again be like, we were at a standstill. There was no other option. I got rid of him so that this wouldn't happen again. You know, and you could you, you, a casual audience will be able to piece all that together. That like at one point, this villain that we just got introduced, who was really bad, was going to do some stuff. And Ezra saved everybody by making him by putting yeah. him in this uh, thing. You know,
1: I think by putting Thron behind that huge dead army, you automatically know like, oh, this guy's not messing around. This guy. Means yeah, business. I think.
2: Yeah, I do think that his reveal as a villain was on par with. I don't. I don't. Do you guys think he he came across as a bigger threat than Moff Gideon? Yes. Assuming yeah. we don't know anything 100%. about Brawn. Yes. Yeah, I okay. do.
1: He was because I
2: I did really like Moff Gideon standing out there being like, I know everything about you, and this and this and this, and that. it's all been leading to this. So I felt like he was a very terrifying villain, but. I know more about Thrawn, so I know that Thrawn is the bigger threat. Really?
0: I think. Um, Yeah. And with Thrawn, too, is that there's this. I'm glad uh, that it came off
2: that way. Yeah, measured
0: calm measure to him that, you know, he never really elevates or gets too low or too high. But he also thinks so logically that it's total preparedness at all times. And I liked when they did that angle with Ahsoka. And he's like, well, let's assume she's alive. And prepare accordingly. I'm like,
2: yeah, that's pretty awesome. I like I, that. I loved I loved all of it, man. Him like yeah. being like, and who are you? And you know, he describes as like a oh, so you must be General Balin. He already knows about him and everything. Yeah. And yeah. then like they say, uh um they bring up Sabine and he's like, Now that's a familiar name. Like it's like And you're like, like oh this is all so I don't cool. want him to know me.
1: Yeah, I don't want him to know what my name is. I yeah. do want to say something about Thrawn. I thought he looked great, he sounded great. He was terrifying. The costume looked cool. You have to remember this is 10 years. There have been people online already saying that he doesn't look great. And I just want to say that's dumb and shut up. <laughs> You're being <laughs> stupid. This is so dumb where people are like, he doesn't look like the cartoon character. No, no duh. Okay, let's mm. chill. He's the actual voice with the actual actor who's overjoyed to be a part of the show. Why don't you chill? Because every time I see people critique actors and the way they look, which they did with Boba Fett, I would like like to see those people get into these costumes and stand in front of me and tell me how good they look. Because I guarantee they don't.
0: They probably do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so sick of people. People in the comments are saying, I'm going to fight someone today. Between Sabine and internet trolls that are just being rude, yeah, I might. I might fight someone.
0: You know, the other thing about Thrawn that I... I guess I never realized because I didn't really I didn't read the Thrawn books. I don't really like Thrawn, so I'm giving him a shot here in live action. But creepy, when creepy, he creepy. said when he said something about how he wonders who her master was or whatever, so he doesn't know that Anakin Skywalker was Ahsoka's master. I was going to bring this up. And they've they've clearly had work together as Darth Vader and Thrawn. So that's interesting. But before that even, he's worked with
2: Thrawn twice, once as Anakin.
0: Oh, yeah, and right. And Padme. Right.
2: And then years later, when he joins the Empire, he was like, I know that guy. That guy's the same guy I worked with a long time ago. That's Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And Vader, like, knows he knows, but they don't So really
0: talk that about to it. me... I, I don't want to say it, but I feel like that locks in another appearance by Anakin to 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 Oh,
1: flashback?
0: No, to actually impact something with Thrawn mm. in this series or something later. Like that would Anakin be crazy. could be Anakin could be in the movie. Like this is just setting the yeah. table. Let's not forget, we're talking about we're sad there's two episodes left. I don't think this series is ending with any sort of nicely tied bows at all i think this is going to be a springboard that's going to send us into a spiral of speculation and chaos that we're not prepared for
1: i'm prepared for it because i was having an anxiety attack while watching this episode <laughs> i
0: like, was like
1: we don't understand how bad things are about to get like they're yeah. putting boxes on the ship it's going to take three days to get them on the ship what are in the boxes what's going on why is everybody yeah. dead why is thrawn so calm like i'm freaking out what is going on
0: yeah like yeah. the w- the witches of dathomir are going to like show up on Endor and revive that rotting, dead, burnt carcass of I. Darth Vader
2: loved that, which is the Dathomir stuff. I was like, I'm watching Dune right now, and it's awesome. <laughs> it looked. So I thought it was good. cool. Yeah. I love the characters, and I, I was like, I took a step back, and I was like, Imagine somebody just watching, like, like walking into a room, like, Hey, what are you watching? And they see this on the TV you wouldn't be pulled to star Wars, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think you would think like, what is this crazy high budget show? It looks like blade runner or Dune or something, you know? Um, It just looks like so incredibly good. And just the stuff and the talking and the sound and everything. I just, I was eating it all up. I was like, this is amazing. And the whole story of, by the way, we didn't really touch on that, but like the whole story of like, this is where the death people came from and all this. It's like, this is nuts and so these are like these are there are multiple mothers and like one of the mothers was sent to be the mother of the people in that galaxy or whatever Mm -hmm. it's crazy it makes me wonder if this is like a port for other galaxies and the night sisters are sending them all out and there's like representatives kind of you know it's Uh, so nuts and I'm like I love all of this
0: yeah it is crazy and when you think about like the episode overall it's pretty linear like it's pretty direct but the things that they hit us with were just so different and so big. It was uh, was just sort of mind blowing. And the episode went by pretty quick for me too. like, I remember checking in at one point, I was like, Oh, my God, like, we only have a few minutes left. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, I thought it was really cool. I like I said, minor, minor critiques for me, um, maybe Ezra's reaction a little bit, but he could have sensed Sabine arriving. And that's why he knew she was there and he was going you know, to just have a little fun with her. But also, I, I just wish if we're going to this brand new galaxy in a galaxy that's already kind of crazy, fictional galaxy. I wish this planet was a little more unique looking and not like, you know, New Mexico or something.
1: It did look very much like California. It
0: really yeah, we're like, just like, yeah, r- like rocks I do the Ezra I don't, reaction.
1: I, I still stand by that the reason they're making him so happy and joyous and like, oh, calm is because once he realizes what Sabine did, they need to have him switch to anger. He has to have he has to be angry. So if he like John, what you were saying before, if we showed up and he was Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi, then there's no difference between when she tells him the news and when he finds out type thing. Hmm. So whereas now he's like so optimistic and wonderful and the Ezra that we know, and then she has to break this news to him of like, oh, BT dubs, like, What's going to happen? That's a big question mark. Like, how is he going to react to that news?
2: I mean, I yeah, I don't know that he's going to go full on like acting scene where he like really, you know, gets upset or anything like that. It could just be a thing where he's like, what have you done? You know what I mean? Like, the, Mm. you know, he could just be like he could just say what it is. I don't know. I also wanted to comment really quick on the the planet thing. I don't disagree with you, by the way. Like, I, I didn't really think of that or notice that. I guess that it could have been a little more like interstellar or something, you know, like really crazy. Yeah, um, you're right. But when I when I saw that, I, I think like looking at this image right here, this other planet, I think what differentiates this from, say, like Obi-Wan when he was walking around in the desert is something about the way that they color it. Like to me that looks like this like the filter natural yeah. and gray or something mm-hmm.
1: and the distance and, they have a lot of distance in their shots i mean
2: yeah that, that's fair too it, it just something something about like the obi-wan almost seemed like too natural like they filmed it and then they didn't really change the colors yeah
0: and or i'm i'm fine with it it's just like when i thought of like and this is my fault i guess but when i was like oh we're going through this hyperspace we're gonna show up in this new galaxy what is this gonna look like and then it's like yeah it's cloudy like New Jersey, and there's a lot of rocks.
1: <laughs> like New rocks?
0: Jersey. Oh, oh, <laughs> I was going to make a joke. like Those aren't rocks. Those are whale bones. <laughs> but oh, no. You yeah. weren't talking were about a lot the of rocks, rings. Dude. You were
2: talking about on the ground. Yeah,
0: right? yeah. They're setting um,
1: that up, though, when they kept saying, like, oh, this is where whales go to die. And you have all these dead stormtroopers, and they're just dead. Well, but it seems it like like I was they,
2: wrong about that. The whales don't come from this
1: galaxy.
0: Right. They, they come go come there to die. die. Yeah. That's and, not a know, good sign. No, that's not, this is not, this is a bleak place for sure. So that
1: means the whales that took Ezra here came here to die.
0: Yeah. They're like, oh, well, we're going to die anyway. So do you want to come die with us? And he's like,
1: (laughs) we're all going to (laughs) die. Let's go.
0: (laughs) But uh, yeah, the other thing I was going to say had to do with um, where this is going. And I hope Ezra like gets in the mix Uh, cause I don't see any reason why he would have lost his abilities. Um, yeah. So I, I'm curious, like, is he gonna be like, oh, you have my lightsaber? Sweet. Can I get that? You know, you'll hit me with that uh, real quick. So, yeah, so I, I hope we see Ezra do some stuff because, um, and I know we will in other projects that are he's going to be in, because I think he's going to be in a bunch going forward. But I hope in these next two episodes we get to see a, li- a little taste of him, whether he fights, you know, Balin or even faces off against some of those, you know, death. What do they call them? Not death troopers. Night, what are they Night called? troopers. Night troopers. They're going to run out of names for those guys, by the way.
1: What do you mean? They could do any word in front of trooper. Yeah, donor troopers. troopers. Yeah, they could do (laughs) any any type of Um, word. I I, will say that if they kill any of those turtle hermit crab knocky people, I'm going to be so upset because the whole episode was giving me like dark crystal labyrinth Jim Henson vibes. Um, and because he's like, oh, we got to move, we got to keep moving, and those bandits are right there, and then Balin's teaming up with the bandits. If I'm seeing like turtle people die, I'm going to be very upset with Dave Filani.
2: I think they could do that. And that could be something that like ignites uh, Ezra. I'm I'm also interested too. When I saw Ezra um, revealed, I started to get excited for people who don't know how good of a Jedi this guy is. And I was like, I know that this show is sort of like, we've gotten reveals of Ahsoka before she's been in other shows and people have kind of learned a little bit and, and, but this show still is sort of like Ahsoka's like, Hey, here's a Jedi you didn't know about. Isn't she cool? Look at how good she is at fighting and stuff. But I think there was, there was mental preparation on the fact that the show was just called Ahsoka. And I was like, yeah, everybody's going to be introduced to Ahsoka in live action. When I saw Ezra though, it like all fell on me. I was like, they're also going to get to learn Ezra as a Jedi with a light and how good he is at the force and everything. I was like, this is incredible.
0: Jason Sindula yeah, is going to get to meet Ezra for the first time, hopefully. And like, I like that they now that I look back on some of the episodes and like, especially the one be- right before, maybe this one right before where he's watching uh, it was. Ahsoka take off with Huyang, Yang and he's like, I, that reminds me of that story you told me about Ezra and the space whales and stuff. And like, so to him, sort of like, you know, Ray talking about Luke Skywalker, Ezra's like this myth, like this, this, he's only seen this person in stories and now he's like, hopefully, like I say, going to get to meet him and hopefully maybe become his apprentice. But, um,
1: can I throw something out there?
0: Oh, that's yes, that's the, that's yes the part of the no,
1: show. Yeah. Yes or no question. Do you think Ezra's gonna kill Balin's skull? No. I think he will. I think Balin's dunzo.
0: I think
2: Balin's dunzo, but it would be Or Shin's Dunzo.
0: I think Shin Hati will kill Balen Skull.
1: You think she's gonna turn on her master?
0: Yes. I, that might be. You guys <sighs> said That's you so were boring. getting shade. You
2: were getting shades from her, and I was like, I don't really see she, that. I think she just moment, doesn't see the whole picture every time. No, no, She's no. Like,
1: There's a specific shot that as soon as she did it, I went, there it is. It's happening. She doesn't agree with any of this. She's going to turn. And it's the point where they're talking to Thrawn, and Thrawn says, you know, go do this thing. And Balin's like, which I'm obviously paraphrasing terribly. And Balin's like, yeah, let's go. And she looks <laughs> at Thrawn, and the camera holds on her, and she has a look of, I don't want to do this. What are we doing? Oh, and yeah. In that she, moment, yeah. I was like, well, there it is. She's going to turn on him or die in the process. Or it's been nice knowing you, Shin.
2: She also does not like witches. We don't
0: know what the story is she there. She does but not. Every time they're she's around, like, she's witches.
2: like, I don't want to be here. I don't
0: she like She looks yeah. like
1: a witch and she's like, no more
0: witches. I mean, she could also easily just turn and say like this is this ain't what i'm here for and like decide she wants to roll with the good guys
1: because she keeps asking questions like do you miss it is it like me did this happen to me it's like she's gathering information to make her choice
0: i i do think oh sorry james i
2: was was gonna say i don't know where shin fits into it but i do think it would be cool if the final battle somehow was like sabine and ahsoka and ezra versus Balin. It should really give him that powerful like he's taking on three of
0: these people. I mean, I still think Ahsoka would probably get that final blow. But I think it has to be Ahsoka because he more or less killed her and she's the hero of the show. Like, you can't throw that imbalance without writing it wrong. Balin doesn't Um, know she's still
1: alive, by the way, because he had already left at this point. Right. Remember they yeah. were like, oh, you he clearly lied to you like Thrawn was already putting in these seeds of like Balin's not telling you the truth. She's alive. Clearly the Night Sisters are telling us.
2: Yeah. And he said uh, and he's like, plus you got that information from a former Jedi. Jedi. So <laughs> right. it's right. like throwing all this doubt out there. It's so crazy how good he is, man.
0: It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, who is? Do we know who's directing the next episode by chance? I should have prepared. The next,
2: the last two are um, Rick. Rick. He's doing both of the last mm-hmm. two. I thought he was. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Double it was, check it. But it I was, think he, was similar I think
2: he was to. Uh, I thought he was Lorraine, just doing was the finale, doing like a sort of like a part one, part two. Not really. You know how it is, but
0: yeah. Okay. Um, do we want to do no. some super chats? I was no, going Gita- to say. Gita Patel is directing seven and oh. family. You was doing eight,
1: eight. Okay. All right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can definitely do some super chats.
1: All right. Awesome. So first up we have John B. Thank you so much again for the super chat. Love your pick. He said the night troopers might creep Lacey out, but I think the cargo they're loading is going to be far worse. Don't you said that. And my chest just went <gasps> like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think they're carrying? What is the cargo? What's your um, guess? Well, it looks like caskets. Isn't I it? think they're bodies. I think he's bringing a dead army back with him.
2: No, I think it's, I mean, that could be, but I think they're in the catacombs. Well, they said from the catacombs. I mean, that's a good point. Um, I think that it is something, some mineral or something that is only found on this planet that Thrawn has seized the power in. And when they take it back, he's going to build that weapon or do that thing that he's going to do. That's going to lead up to that ultimate thing to to the movie. Does that make sense? S- similar you're to what he was
1: caskets are the he- MacGuffin of the movie.
0: Like he's mining. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, like they used their time. They found some sort of precious material that's there that's very powerful, similar to what he was doing in Rebels, because he found that material that was uh, that he was using in order to build the uh, Tie Defender and all that. And he's like, "That's what makes this ship so great." But then everything backfired, and he wasn't able to. Is this
0: question been answered? Why are all these
2: guys dead? I
1: Where'd think they I think they
2: died when the I ship. I think they crashed.
1: died when the ship crashed, and then they he all found- died. I think he found the Knight Sisters and they said. Ron was wrapped up. I think, yeah, I think he was fine. And they found the Night Sisters and they said, we can help you. You give it, we'll make a deal with you. The fate is that you need to go back to the galaxy. This is going to happen. We're seeing the future. Therefore, we're going to help you do it. And by having a dead army, those people are just, they can recycle them multiple times. They just keep bringing them back or whatever, you so know. This is
2: metal, I mean, they didn't bring bronzy. back. Uh... They didn't but bring back, it was uh, specific,
1: right? But he was specifically killed away by Ahsoka. You don't know if he was sh- killed in a certain spot like a vampire. You don't know like w- what she did to him. You know what I mean? She just uh-huh. killed him.
0: Because Game of Thrones like
1: Lord of the, the Rings night- had a dead th- army.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Night King revived a dragon and it was a zombie dragon. And it's like yeah. sick. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, <spoiler laughs> alert. But the question is, though, if you if you cut off the head, does the rest die? So if they kill these witches, do all these things like explode into dust?
1: Those witches got to go. So
0: I'm oh. saying like, is it going to be one of those things where like, yeah. oh, we if we kill the witches, then they're all they'll all die. And they like, it's like it's like. in. Phantom Men is blowing up the Trade Federation and then all the droids collapse. It's like that, except you're killing these witches. That might be what has to happen here. Including Morgan Elsbeth. I'm yeah.
1: telling you that cargoes dead bodies for a more army because
0: Morgan Elsbeth is not surviving this season of Ahsoka. I'm telling you.
1: Right I now. thought he was gonna kill her this episode. There was a couple months I was like, cool. yeah, She was like questioning him. She was like, Aren't you sure you don't want to send more people? And he was just like, nah. unless
0: Shin does it, because like you guys bring up, she hates witches and she's probably the most accessible one because she looks like she's less scary looking. The only
1: way Morgan's going to die at the hand of Shin is so if, she gets many in, deaths. <laughs> if she gets in the way, like if Morgan tries to get in the way in some way, I feel like Shin will it's, be like, no, nah, you got to go.
0: It's going to be wild. Um, do you think we're going back to oh. the known galaxy in this next two episodes?
1: No. Um... um. Not yet. Oh, I don't know.
2: It might end with they've saved the everybody. Jump. It's all fine. And then, the, yeah, it's like take take off to hyperspace mm-hmm. to go back.
0: Well, let's see. Uh, let's see what else the super chats are cracking.
1: Mike Lovins up. What up, Mike? Thanks for the super chat. He said, am I the only one that's still glad Sabine has not used the force? I'm prepared to be disappointed by the end. Yes. They keep doing this like little like I call it the hot tub time machine. What happened to his hand arm? Like where they're like, is she going to do it? And then it doesn't happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, you guys
2: mean. think she smells like a Jedi because she mm-hmm. is Jedi?
0: I don't think that was her. I think it's it's Balin because. I thought after, that
2: too. Like it, they switched to her, but it's really about Balin. And right. after
0: she got roped up and pulled in, they flashed to just him. And he sort of like gives a look like, I think that was me.
1: Maybe he's having good intentions. Like maybe he's. Second guessing because he's seeing around him like the craziness that he's getting. Yeah, he still
0: believes in the idea of Jedi, he just knows that it always leads to failure in his eyes. Yeah. That's I mean, I don't think the guy is
2: like he was like a a crazy villain and now he's like seemingly being pulled back to the light or something. I've always felt that he was done his his own great job of just writing zigzagging. Sometimes things don't feel right and that's not really the right thing to do, you know, and it's like that's not something a Sith would say, but it's something someone in Balin's position would say and also then turn around and do something bad.
0: He doesn't mm-hmm. believe in, in inevitabilities, and he wants to erase them and create a new pattern. That's basically what he wants to do. and well, that he's basically include,
1: trying to create the galaxy appreciate. in his vision, just like Anakin. Yeah. Thanos, yeah. Well, Anakin says that. You know, I can... Make, Make things on. the way we want them to be. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Next up is ChibiGon89, Danny. What up, Danny? She said, I was ex- I was expecting for Ezra to be a rocking a turtle shell, like mm-hmm. Master Roshi to blend in with the hermit crabs. <laughs> Nevertheless, I'm happy he's finally back. Yeah, he had the, uh, looked like chainmail type situational. On. I like it. Yeah, it kind of looked like a some type of under protective coating. He's got the face
0: scars, which was nice to see.
1: He looks so good. And his hair looks really fluffy for being in like a turtle turtle village. I was like very jealous. I was like, it looks so wonderful.
0: Yeah, so far, so good with that casting and all the castings. Honestly, I thought they've they've nailed it. Yeah, I think Um, I'm falling
2: back on. I I think it was accurate with the if I don't know where they come from, they seem to fit the character better. But if I've seen them in other things, I go, "Eh," you know,
1: Mm
2: hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mike
1: Lovins is back. What up, Mike? Welcome back. He said, is this galaxy the home of Snoke's DNA template?
2: <sighs> well, there's Snoke right on screen. <laughs> there he is. Ezra Bridger. He becomes Snoke. We all know it. Oh, I was like, uh...
1: what?
0: I was like who else did he clone? <laughs> you know, what? I don't is- know, man. I'd...
1: I would, I would question like, how does this work into Palpatine if there was like one box? But the fact that there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of boxes that they're unloading and it's taking three days, three rotations, that's why I'm saying like, no, this has to be something different. I kind of want start... to. Did we ever find out? Let's look at these
0: boxes. Who Moff Gideon? Like he says, like you know who I work for or something like that. Did we ever find out? Like, is he working for Thrawn?
1: I thought he it, was working for Thrawn. I thought that's what was hinted at. And it wasn't Moff Gideon, wasn't it? It was the guy that was takes the pill, right? Wasn't he flying the ship? And he said, like, I'm not going because he knew that there was someone worse above him.
0: I, I could have sworn there was a moment in... Or was it Moff? Mando I mean, oh season one. Oh my God, these shows are saw, blending together, guys. I think it was Mando season one when he's like one of his first two episodes and he's like, you know who I work for or something like that.
1: Yeah, Um, I'm trying to figure out where where this spider web is going to because I only asked
0: that because, yeah, to Mike's question, if he is working for Thrawn, I but then like like Palpatine didn't want Thrawn to return. Right. So I don't know. It's like it's it's messy with the cloning stuff. I think
1: Thrawn is out on his own thing at this point.
0: I don't
2: think this has anything to do with Thrawn. I'm with Lacey on that or I'm sorry. This has anything to do with Palpatine. Yeah, or it's
1: yeah.
0: the snow stuff. All right. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, last but not least, we have Ryan. You, what man. up, Ryan? Love your R2D2 picture. He said, "Felony went full Star Wars in these last two episodes. New Creatures to Clone Wars, late saber duels, Anakin. Dave is out of control and I'm here for it. it these. <laughs> I, I'm I will stick by what everybody else is saying, because we're all collectively saying it is like this show feels more Star Wars than anything I've watched. Live action. And that's talking about Kenobi too. Like this show just feels so Star Wars to me. And it's like, obviously the continuation of a story we all know and love, but at the same time, it's so fresh and new that it's exciting to me. Like I haven't been this excited in a while, I think. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it was, I mean, so far, like all six episodes, the, the cohesive story and the quality has been good. Uh, from each to the next mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the writing has been outstanding too and i think they've really done a good job implementing the visual effects like overall like the total package of the show has so far been really good and i expect that to continue especially if it's being you know with it being anchored by uh, rick family yuba um
1: right makes you yeah, question I mean, what's next for rick after this too because he's been doing these big episodes like are they preparing him for something else
0: yeah, I. Good question. He may have just a bigger role overseeing elements of Disney Plus live action series, right? You know, yeah. He could also
2: um, join Dave Filoni as like second unit or pro- co producer or something. You know, something he could join in the production of that movie to some degree as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I do have one have, more super chat. One more, okay.
1: Frank Grande. Which, first of all, it was Frank's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Frank! Happy Thanks, birthday, Frank. Uh, he said, do you think Theron explored some of the new galaxy and formed new allies that he might bring back with him? I got the gist that this is all that's there, is this planet in this location. Like, Because he seemed like he was very much like, this is all we got here.
0: It's sort of like a Mars, like there's nothing there.
1: And that's what it felt like. Because if yeah. these whales go there to die, to me, that says there's nothing there. Well-
2: well, don't forget, though, you guys are describing the planet. And the question is, do you think he explored some of no, the No, I know what he's galaxy? asking.
1: Oh, yeah. I know what he's asking. I'm saying, to me, it seems like he didn't because there's just this stuff here. And like Ezra stayed on the planet this whole time. To me, that says that there's I don't maybe know that what there's he... a lot a large distance between the planets in this All galaxy. All I know is.
0: Disney Lucasfilm publishing is licking their lips with a 10 year gap in a new galaxy that they can write stories about Thrawn and Timothy Zahn probably just put a down payment on a new house. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of good things going on.
1: Oh, Timothy. And he was a consultant on the show, wasn't he? That's yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good for him. Um, So yeah, I, I don't have too, too much else on this episode. Um, I think we covered a lot of it. And again, it's, it's, it's a deceptively linear story. Like there wasn't, a lot of you know, Ahsoka wasn't really a part of the equation. So then you get down to the, you know, Thrawn, Ezra Sabine stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh Balin uh holding true north here. But uh anything else you guys have... want to out
1: there? It's Mark's birthday today. Happy oh, hey birthday, Mark.
0: Mark. Happy birthday Happy birthday.
2: <laughs> um, I had one other thing. Um the all the scenes with Sabine's like dog character were very charming and fun and howler
0: right is that yeah, what it is uh
2: yeah i don't know yeah i think maybe um but i just they treated it like a very lovable dog and uh you know you you say you're being a bad dog and oh, you know, the ears (laughs) go down (laughs) and then you're like, get out of here. And they like walk away. But then there's this, the scene where it walks away, but then like it's empty screen for a second. And and then it comes back and it's like, that's exactly what a dog would do. And it's just, it's, it makes it feel like this companion that you have that like, you know, it does get scared, but it doesn't want to be scared. You know, (laughs) it's kind of it's like uh, when your dog is shaking because there's thunder or something like that. And you're like, you're such a coward. But then it's like but it's like it's a poor little dog. And like, I don't know, just I thought everything was really cute about that. And I thought one thing was kind of strange. She had all these commands for the dog. And I was like, how did she teach this dog? But then on the second rewatch, Enoch pulls the command and the and it does what it's supposed to do and i was like oh she so she picked it up there she knows that the dog is trained she's using the words that she heard before and stuff and i was like Mm -hmm. man this is all so good i just
0: love all of this it's so great Mm yeah um i don't i don't have much else i don't know what do you think what do you think we're gonna go with sabine and ezra though as like a final speculation
1: she's got to tell him what happened that's the yeah. big moment right now. She can't go on acting like nothing's wrong.
2: My debate is whether how he reacts. Is it gonna be a big acting, like explosive moment, or is it going to be a almost like what Ahsoka would do is sort of like the oh, I'm very disappointed, we need to move forward, you know, or whatever.
1: I think, I think he's think, gonna have a bigger reaction than people think.
0: I think he's curious. gonna forgive her. I feel like Ezra is like the quintessential how a Jedi should be. So I think he's going to forgive her.
1: Ten years he's been in exile on this planet alone. Yeah. Ten he's, years. He's having
0: a good. He's having a good time though.
1: He's like, hey, yes. meet my friends. He's having a good time until his friends get murdered by Balin and those bandits. Don't say that. I don't want it to happen, John. But I'm just I trying to set she expectations. Might be onto something. That if the enemy, the Sabine friend, the enemy has of our enemy is our friend. Yeah, Sabine has sacrificed the cute mm. turtle people for her own, you know, self. Then she's also sacrificing the galaxy for her own self. So now you have these two collective things. Like Ezra's, there's got to be a moment where he's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> like what happened?"
2: I think part of the reason that I sort of forgive this is because I, I. I know that all of it's going to be okay. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, of course I know that in the moment she doesn't know how this is going to play out, but I know that we know that the heroes are going to win and they're going to have a ride home. And as you know, everything's going to be fine.
1: He doesn't know that though.
2: No, I know totally. I, I'm aware that in the moment we ha- they haven't seen the sequel trilogy yet. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. I get that, but I'm I'm saying when I think all of this is wrapped up and we get to that they don't know they're building up for a Dave Filoni movie, but we do. So when we get to that Dave Filoni movie and Thrawn is destroyed and and I, I, you know, it's like it pays off because we did defeat the villain and we also got our heroes back and we saved Ezra. You know what I mean? But that doesn't happen if she destroys the orb. And it's like, you know, like I get it. I do get it. Um, but I, I still think of it as like <laughs> a there's only one way to save Ezra and and you know we we have to take that path because he's a hero and we need him alive
1: yeah sorry i didn't mean to laugh over you he's michelle, galaxy's
2: but... hope or something you know mm-hmm. yeah
1: michelle in the chat said ezra's gonna forgive her long before lacy does right yeah all right
0: <laughs> yeah i don't i don't ha- hold anything on sabine uh i think it oh. would be a funny moment though if hu yang told ezra that ahsoka didn't want to go get him or something
2: <laughs> you, you know what though uh I take back what I said before. Do we think they're going to leave this galaxy? Yes, because we have to close out this series with Hera again.
1: Yeah, I don't think well, we, and Zeb. we, we can leave
2: Zeb. the galaxy. This means <laughs> they.
0: it doesn't mean they leave the galaxy, though. We that's, can go back. We don't need to hop on a pergol. We have we have Star Wars screen wipes. Take us right back to the other galaxy. Sh- I
2: know, I know, but
0: I think that I think the
2: series closes probably better with. I don't know, maybe they do that in the the next series or whatever.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: All right, Everyone we have a couple more the, super chats. The mouth of their
0: own whale, and they're like,
1: "Let's go!" <laughs> they're <Yeah>. all like, <laughs> <laughs> "Those whales are like, I came here to die. <laughs> Let me die in peace." All right, Freezy two three two four. Not an episode without Freezy. What up, man? He said Mark Hamill being announced Thursday for Fan Expo South. I'm assuming this is nice. San, Francisco. San Francisco. That's awesome. Probably. Mark Hamill's the best. If you have the, have the opportunity to meet him, do it. Uh, Ryan War up again. What up, Ryan? He said by the end of the series, will Sabine bow out and Hera allow Ahsoka to take on Jason as a Padawan? I think yes. I said this last episode. I think Ahsoka's taking on Jason.
2: John no sold chance. me. It's Ezra taking. You think it's Ezra?
1: And,
0: yeah. yeah, it makes more. I mean, sense it would. It Kanan would be the connection.
1: parallel, obviously. Yeah, so it has to yeah. be.
0: Yeah, and and I think I think Ahsoka. Uh, with this whole Ahsoka, the white path that she's going on, her walking away from Sabine. She's moving on the next chapter. That needs to get fixed. That needs to get righted. And whether she becomes force sensitive or not, she could still be her Padawan. So that needs to be reconnected in order for Ahsoka to truly be on this path of like writing these doubts that she had and all that stuff. Do
1: you you think Ahsoka's forgiven Sabine? I think so. I don't think she has. I don't think she fully has. Mm -hmm. I think she's kind of like in this period of like disappointment but I don't think she's fully accepted what Sabine's done. I think but she's willing think to write, right. but
2: I think that's the conversation that she has with who at the beginning is he's saying, you know, you got to look at it from her side too, that she's only got one choice and all this other stuff. So it's like, I think he's winning her over on the way that she was viewing. It, it may not have been the best way to handle it. And she will come around and forgive her and, and they'll see it the way that yeah, she's seen it.
0: Seeing like it. way more chill right now. I say. want to
2: know about Jason, though. I just this just occurred to me is that typically, I know we have Luke and Leia who were the offspring of the Chosen One, born of the Force. But typically, I I don't think there's very many um, children who inherit abilities from previous Force users. Um, because I, I think that was that was always sort of a thing. Is it's not like uh, oh your your parent was a natural and you'll have that ability too, like it's sports or something. I have always felt that it just comes very randomly, like a very powerful force user could come from two nobodies. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm, I, 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 and I also then wonder, well, how does Ray factor into that? But, but you know, there was cloning and stuff, so I don't know. Um, but that's interesting that Jason does actually uh, potentially have very strong abilities like his father, because that's sort of unprecedented in star Wars. Maybe yeah, even though we talk of it strong. all of the time, is like you know Luke and then his dad too had it and stuff. But I'm like, I think that's the one exception. But it's just like the main story of Star Wars that is the exception. That's kind of strange.
0: Maybe mm-hmm. it's a, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks, for the stupid um, Chat thank Ryan. You, Ryan. Thanks, everybody. Great way to yeah. end. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us on this episode. I can't wait for next week already. uh, But whether you listened or watched, we appreciate it very much. Sorry for any of my technical difficulties that I had before. Uh, Johnny needs a new camera. Uh, But (laughs) make sure you are spreading the word of TRB. uh, And if you like what we do here at TRB and would like to support what we do here at TRB, uh, join our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. Tiers start at just five bucks, and we have exclusive mini episodes every week. We do live streams on there. We do Q&As. We do commentaries. We have a Discord server. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, So go check it out. And if you find a tier that you like and you're able to support us, we thank you very much. Patreon.com slash Resistance broadcast. Uh and a big shout out to our generals and spice runners Carmelo, John Reese, jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Nick Kratz, Darth Hurricane, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Shitty, Danny, Micromori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, oh, yeah. Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, Diana, and Dave Hornak, and our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort. Worthy in, uh, for me, Johnny Hoey on all the major social media platforms, including Threads and Blue Sky, because I will be damned if I pay for my social media platforms <laughs> and my movie podcast. Just like the movies, we just did Tarantino's Death Proof. Uh, go check it out if you're down for that. Uh, James, how about you? Uh, both X and Instagram at myra Trunks, Lacey.
1: Uh, all social channels at Lacey Gilleran on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillarin And please follow TRB at TRB Podcasts on all social channels. Uh, we're putting stuff up on Instagram uh, with re- like reactions right after the episodes um, and much more. So check that out there and spread the word. Appreciate it. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, and thank you, everybody, because we have been seeing a lot of new people joining. So if you are spreading the word, keep it going. We appreciate it so, so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it for us. We hope everyone has a great rest of the week great time re-watching this episode of ahsoka a billion times and we'll be back on monday where we're going to dip a little bit into speculation on the news about lando being a movie now so yeah. enjoy your weeks enjoy your weekends and we'll see you next time right here on the resistance broadcast see you around kids